0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Whoop, the world's most powerful fitness and health coach. Whoop isn't just another fitness wearable, it's designed to provide personalized and actionable data based on your body. I'm really striving not to compare myself to others, so that personalized aspect feels very, very important. Wake up each morning with a personalized recovery score based on the quantity and quality of your sleep, your heart rate variability, your respiratory rate, and other key vital signs. WHOOP then coaches you through your day and provides recommendations on how hard you should push yourself based on your recovery. You know me. I obviously love data, and I love seeing those objective numbered results from hard work. It really keeps me so motivated. Normally, I only get that from my job, but I'm so excited to get it in wellness, a world full of doubt and subjectivity. Plus, knowing it is tailored to me makes it even better. I never want to try to measure up to someone else when it comes to my own well-being. Whoop also just released their all-new 4.0, which is 33% smaller and designed with new biometric tracking, including skin temperature, blood oxygen, and more. Go to whoop.com, that's W-H-O-O-P.com, and use code WIT at checkout to save 15% today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to With Wit. I hope everyone had a wonderful week last week. Today in the weird, crazy world of podcast timing, it's May 10th. Mother's Day was on Sunday and we had the best day. We went to the flea market, then we had brunch at our house, just spent the whole day with family swimming and hanging. It was a lot. And like hosting really takes it all out of me. But I just love... Being with my family on a Sunday it just feels so good to like soak that up. Anyways, today I was so excited because I got to talk with Sarah Gretzky and Natalie Buck. They have the best podcast, Net Chicks. I recently was a guest on it and just had the most amazing time chatting with them. They're just so easy. They're so cool. They're so funny. They're so relaxed. Like they just immediately make you feel comfortable. I just love hearing their point of view on everything. Sarah is a Florida-based podcaster and personality who in 2018 became a recurring co-host on Jana Kramer's podcast, The Wind Down. So after becoming a fan favorite, she joined The Wind Down Live Tour where she spoke at live shows in New York, Boston, LA, Nashville, Michigan, and Philly. Natalie is a New York slash LA-based actor who has appeared in Blue Blood, Superstore, and plays a reporter in the Jennifer Lopez movie, Marry Me, and an upcoming Lifetime movie, which we discuss, A Ginger Snap Christmas. On their podcast, Chicks, Natalie and Sarah dive into recent TV and movies that they watch while also really dishing on their personal lives, what's going on with them, and Shows of relevant pop culture phenoms. We talked about how they got started, what they're up to today, just like best friend stuff, and then gossiped all about the shows we're watching and loving right now. So here is Sarah and Natalie. Oh, I'm so happy to be doing this with you guys after we already did yours because I feel like we're already friends and now we can just have a casual combo.
0: I know. And I love your dark hair.
2: Oh my God. Thank you. Let's first get into how you guys actually met and then how you started working together. Cause I always find it interesting, best friends meeting and then working together, like how that can actually work.
1: Sarah, okay. So
0: <laughs> it's Natalie's favorite story. She has it down. No, a routine, it's that
1: so th- I need it. I, it's... Sarah. So you're making me look like a loser. I'm like, I'm so excited to work with my best.
0: No, <laughs> Natalie has it. You're an actor; like you have all the like perfectly manicured storylines uh-huh. down. Okay.
1: okay, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
0: Oh my god, I love it! <laughs> so Sarah and
1: I, both of our parents have vacation homes in Cabo, and so we would go. Sarah's family and my family would always go over holidays, and I we've been going to where our ho- homes are since I was like eight. And Sarah was always, like, the cooler, older girl. Like, I said this on the podcast when um, Whitney came on ours that me and my mom and sister would call Sarah the LCs because she always had, like, her and her sister always had, like, a fedora on. And, like, just was, like, a walking, breathing, like, hills. Oh, and my God, Dad. We just, we became... I just had known her for so long. And then I think mm-hmm. during the pandemic, we would just be texting about like what shows we were watching. And Sarah had done a previous podcast or been a guest on Jana Kramer's Wind Down podcast. So she kind mm-hmm. of was familiar with this whole world. And I don't know who asked who, maybe I did. I remember. Who? I remember. Well, because <laughs> oh, j-
0: I'm, Please jump in. Am I six years older than you? I'm six years older than Natalie. So, you know, when you're 10 and 16- you know, that's a major a big difference. Totally. Yeah. So as yeah. we got older, like I would even say in the last couple of years, as our, as we were both semi in our twenties, we kind of related more and became closer, but I had been like guest hosting a podcast and then the pandemic hit. And it was always something I wanted to do because I'm like, I got a face for radio. Like this yeah. is, come on, <laughs> let's do it. And but I, I, it's kind of nerve wracking, you know, to do it on your own. Like of you, course. I don't, it, it's No, scary. I,
2: I talked to Paige the other day about like possibly bringing on a co-host at some yeah. points because
0: it's like a big responsibility to keep totally. going yourself. And I was like, what yeah. would I talk about? Like I had just had a miscarriage. So mm-hmm. it was kind of teetering back and forth between like, do I want to do like a real hard hitting thing or do I want to just like, escape 2020 and laugh. And Natalie yeah. posted on her Instagram, would anybody listen if I did a podcast? And I literally DM'd her and I was like, I can't promise I'd listen, but I'll do it with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was it, honestly. But Sarah was like, Sarah knew what like
1: how to record yeah. it, how to edit, upload. I still don't know how to do that, but luckily now we're with your media and they do do it for us. But right, but you don't realize how much goes
2: into it, and I'm I'm so bad at it too. But same, like it's been so helpful to find a producer to be able to teach us. But like,
1: no, yeah, I, and making it's videos, a lot. Videos, all of that it's, stuff. I also feel content. like. I have something that kind of bugs me when people say like, oh, you have a podcast. Like, oh, everybody has a podcast. It's like, okay, well, I don't think people realize. I'm not saying that we're doing brain surgery over here, but it does take time out of like, I mean, you have to plan for it. You've got to be able to have a conversation a flowing conversation. And sometimes I know I'm sure all of us at some points, maybe even now, like get on the podcast, like, oh my God, that's the last thing I want to do. And then you got to talk. And I don't know. It's
0: I think I heard it on either Lauren Bostick. I, I saw an interview or I listened to a podcast somewhere and it was kind of what you're saying. Like anyone can have a podcast. Anyone can do 15 episodes. Anyone can talk for 15 episodes, but it's going past that, which I think all obviously we've all done. Of course. And that's what makes it impressive. It's like, yeah, you can, even when we were looking for names, like, we saw so many podcasts that names were taken, but it was like, wait, they've only done 10 episodes and they haven't had an episode in six years. And so I think that's such a, I don't know, we celebrate every, we're like, oh, 20 episodes, (laughs) 50 episodes. Oh my
2: gosh, I know. Because it's something that you can really see build over time. And at the beginning, I remember like a year in, I was kind of like, is this really worth my while? Like, where is the return here? Like, this can't just be a hobby anymore. Exactly. And then, and, it, and it's a long road to actually make something worthwhile, but like, it is so worthwhile. And also if you to whatever people say, like everyone's doing something like, so what everyone's doing everything. But like, if you have a different angle, I mean, and you do, cause you're a different person. We're all different people with a different point of view Then like do it. And like, if people respond to it and like it, so what if there's other people
0: doing it? Like you're exactly. doing it differently because you're you, you know, my husband, every time I feel like in the beginning, it would kind of be like, "Oh, you have a podcast," you know, kind of like what Natalie said, and I'd be like, "I have a podcast," and I wasn't very secure in saying it. But my husband would always be like, "Okay, yeah, sure, everybody has a podcast, but nobody's doing it like you." You know what right, I mean? Like, right. and no one's doing it like you, Whitney. Like, everyone has a podcast, sure, but nobody does it the way that each individual person, person does it. I don't totally. know. Totally. No, not to I'm get the get same like with our YouTube.
2: Or. No, I'm the same with our YouTube, like our reaction series. At first I was like, Love. really not into to the idea of doing it. I was like, I'm going to sit on a couch and watch like my old reality show. Like that's kind of like desperate and lame. No. Like, no. and then I was like, this is so fun. It's actually so much deeper than that. Like, yes, we're reacting to the surface level shit, but it also like shows a certain side of our relationship. And I feel like people feel connected watching it. And we're talking about culture and like, I don't know, like you have to, you just are kind of like, this is, this was part of my life and I have a different take on something. And like, if people are responding to it, great, then I'm going to be confident about it.
1: But also you are coming at it from the angle of like, you're watching you like, yeah, there's TV shows where it's like reaction or whatever, but like, you're also putting your two cents into it because you have been in that position. Like you're, I, I couldn't do that. And I don't, I don't think I can name five people on my hand that could sit back and watch themselves. So, yeah,
2: I mean, I don't listen. I don't like listen to this podcast over and over. Like, that's definitely not something that I could do.
1: No, <laughs> no, I don't. I literally play it on my phone with the volume down. I'm like, I can't hear. I'm like, just it'll, it'll be a even download. video.
2: A hundred percent, even a video of myself. Like if I'm ever watching an edited video of myself, I have to play it on mute because I can't like I can't listen to myself talk.
0: When I was editing our podcast, I literally was like, Natalie, I'm not OK if I hear my voice or if ah. I hear you say like, or me say, um, one more time, I'm going to jump. I'm not okay. I cannot do this. But anymore. The, but, but luckily people aren't us. So they <laughs> totally. want to hear our voice for, for a while. <laughs> Natalie would come on and be like, okay, you guys, I listen." in the beginning. She'd be like, you guys, I listened to last week's episode and I'm sorry that I did. And I'd be like, Natalie, don't mention it. Don't draw attention to it. Cause nobody notices it, but you,
2: no, you, 100%. If you bring it up.
0: Then they'll start noticing. So I was like, stop. Right. Right. Sometimes like we're just so over analytical
2: about that stuff. We have to get outside of our own brain. But wait. okay. so then you guys decided to do a podcast together. What were your first ideas about what the podcast would
0: be about? I think because it was 2020 and we were all like mid 2020 and we were all doing this is also like cheer had just come out. Yeah, Natalie, what were there? We, there were so many, like, you know, viral shows because none of us were leaving the house. Um, and the what? The Tiger King, like that. Oh, the like t- that time. Oh, my God. Yes. It was very much like a Netflix viral moment. And so we were like, honestly, every single day we're in family group chats, we're in friend group chats. What are you watching? Have you seen this? And so we were like, why don't we just talk about it? And I'm a big Bravo reality girl. That's always on TV. So I'm like, I'll bring that. She doesn't watch it. So that's kind of our little, you know, that was our thing is that, I don't know. Also, I I think
1: we wanted to, I just cut you off. Sorry. We wanted to make,
0: (laughs) welcome to our life. (laughs) Welcome. I love it. Um,
1: (laughs) We wanted to make a space for people to listen to where it didn't have anything to do about politics. It didn't have mm-hmm. anything to do with COVID. It it mm-hmm. was just like, let's talk about what shows we're watching, who would like it, who wouldn't give our thoughts. We disagree 90% of the time. And I think that is kind of why people started listening. Cause it was like, it was just, it was right in that pocket of time where everything was like, mm-hmm. it was hitting the fan everyone just
2: wanted to escape. And yeah. People yes. were just like plugging into TV yeah, and like totally wanting to zone out. They were watching something and then wanting to have someone to discuss it with. And like you guys were those people.
0: Well, and a lot of people would write us in the beginning. I mean, I, I know I keep saying it, but this was, a you know, people hadn't seen their friends in months. They hadn't yeah. seen their family. That's and right. so a lot of. People would write us and be like, thank God that I'm listening to you too. I feel like I'm at lunch with my friends. It makes me miss my sister. It makes me miss my... So that was kind of our thing very early on. We were like, listen, we do not discuss anything going on in the outside world. We don't know what's going on outside of this Zoom. And that's how we try and keep it because we both really needed a happy, light space. And so we were like, let's create
2: it. Yeah, I mean, even just my conversation with you guys being on your podcast, I felt that. For me, it was like an hour of an escape where I was like, oh, this is just like nice, easy, yeah, flowing conversation with girlfriends that oh. I
1: miss. Right? And Whitney, how gratifying is it? Because I know I can speak on behalf of Sarah with this. It's like the fact that people do listen and then when, when they will tag you in something that you said or, or they'll respond like, oh, I loved this part of the conversation. Stuff that like Sarah and I weren't even thinking about when we were talking, like It's just wild that people listen and like it and relate. It's so true.
2: It's so true. Especially with this stuff, when you're being like your most honest, raw self, Mm -hmm. I think that's when it feels like so gratifying, you know, like, especially for a podcast where you're, You've been doing it for a certain amount of time and like you're building it and then you start to actually get that response yeah. that's like what we do it for you know totally. like besides obviously needing to make a living like <laughs> yes. that's what
0: the whole purpose is yeah. to like
2: build the community
0: we talked about it on ours too kind of like how you know there are times where we get real you know we don't mean to but i'm like i think it's kind of even one time i came on and and i it was one of those days Natalie said, how are you doing? And I just lost it. I started crying. I was like, okay, let's stop. I don't want to keep going because it was embarrassing. But you know, even Natalie's always the one to keep me going being like, do you know how relatable, do you know how many people are probably crying today? Like it's okay to have one off episode or it's okay to come on and, and say, you know, one real life issue. And I think that, you know, because we try so hard to be happy and positive, but sometimes when we're super real, we get a great response.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people just want to hear that stuff because they want to hear, obviously, that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. But it's also it can be like a big energy suck, too. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you're like, God, I don't really feel like talking about this. But then you're like, but I, I, I want to because I know that other people kind of need to hear mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, it's like having healthy boundaries with this platform for sure. And now a quick ad break so excited to start traveling again. I need a change of scenery. I love my house and our bubble, but it's really time just for a new environment. If you are ready for summer travel, you need to check out TravelZoo. TravelZoo is a trusted source for top rated travel deals and lifestyle experiences. Their team searches for the best experiences for their members while negotiating the best prices. I obviously love traveling, but the prep for it can be a lot, especially with a kid. And I think that one of the things that keeps me from constantly doing it is the stress of organizing it. And if there were a way for someone to narrow down all the details, I feel like we'd be on the road all the time. Travel Zoo really does just that. They share their top accommodation recommendations, including featured hotels that are four plus stars. They include high-quality deals, top bucket list destinations like French Poly, Galapagos, South Africa... And many more never been more ready to travel. They inspire their members to get out and travel to destinations that they may not even like know exist or be top of mind. Becoming a member is totally free and simple. Every Wednesday, you'll receive an email featuring their top 20, which features 20 of the best deals they currently have available. Visit www.travelzoo.com sign up to become a member. Early in the episode, I spoke about WHOOP and how I've been loving using their fitness wearable to help me stay on top of my health. A huge part of that is through tracking my sleep. Sleep is one of the most important things you can do to improve recovery, boost your immune system, and make fitness improvements. The sleep coach from WHOOP analyzes sleep duration, quality, efficiency, and consistency every single night. It also provides ideal bed and wake times to help improve my sleep routine. Their all-new Whoop 4.0 comes with a brand new haptic alarm that uses gentle vibrations to wake you in a less jarring way than an audio alarm and minimizes disruptions for your partner or roommates. Decide the alarm mode you want in the sleep coach section of the app, exact time, when you've hit your sleep goal, or when you want to wake up in the green feeling recovered. Tracking and improving my sleep has been a huge priority for me over the last few weeks, and I am so excited to try out a couple new sleep hacks to continue to improve my sleep. Go to whoop.com, that's W-H-O-O-P.com, and use code WIT at checkout to save 15% today. whoop.com and use code WIT at checkout to save 15% today. Now back to the chat. What are you guys watching right now that's in your current rotation that you guys are talking about a lot?
0: Natalie's really into American Idol right now. I just had to say. <laughs> okay.
1: American Idol? I just <laughs> had to say. No, because people that are listening to Whitney's podcast are going to be like, why in God's name would I go over to the Natchiks to hear Natalie talk about American Idol? It's a side Not project.
2: Necessarily. I feel like it would be a good show to watch with Sunny. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's a good family show that we could watch together where I could actually enjoy it.
1: I'm telling you, and it literally, it came, my boyfriend, Bobby, and I were sitting on the couch and it came on, it it just happened to be like the first round of auditions. And all of a sudden, like, Ryan Seacrest is popping up on my TV. And I'm like, oh my God, this show is still going. First of all. Yeah, like shocking. And then I, we just started watching it. And it's like, I missed it. was almost like a little bit of like nostalgia for me. Oh my God. But also yeah. like, they're just so good. And what I find really interesting on this season is that a lot of people that auditioned and that are currently next week is um, top five. So oh my in case God. you guys want to jump in. <laughs> yeah, but, kind of. This is like the ideal time to jump yeah. in. <laughs> but they were people that I knew from like, TikTok, they must have some form of deal with TikTok because they would show, it was all like famous TikTok oh. girls that were singing, guys that were singing.
2: Casting probably goes to TikTok to find people, For you know? Sure. like.
1: But then, so it was like, that was an interesting part of it just to see how it's changed, but then how it hasn't changed uh-huh. in the sense that like, for instance, this guy, Noah, he, his friend made him audition. This kid is from the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, has never sang in front of anybody in his life. Came on, was like so good, but like not like he just wasn't dressed. Like he just needed yeah, a little bit of like like a makeover. The little, totally. totally. And he needed he, the Hollywood makeover. He is in top five now. Bobby and I, he came on the TV the other night. We were like, excuse me. Like he was amazing. Like, oh my God. He got like I need- hot. Like, oh they God, like yes. no, they like cut off the like pubes that were hanging off of his chin. Ew, and yeah, and it, oh my God. he got a new haircut. He's confident now. It's like I started crying because I'm like to see the growth in these the transformation. Bull- I
2: remember, oh, my God, sitting as a family watching American Idol when we were younger. I actually have a few funny stories about American Idol. It's funny you bring this up because like I was Please. obsessed with American obsessed. Idol and I now want to get back into it. But I remember being in a marketing research meeting for American Idol, like being played the the first episode of the show or something and being asked like what I thought about it and if I thought it would be a good show. And I watched it and I was like, no, like I was not that into it. And I had the total wrong read on it. And then my family and I ended up getting obsessed with it and we loved it. And I ended up dating this guy Who's like dad was high up at Fox. Oh, okay. And we went to a finale. It was like the Ruben stuttered Clay <laughs> Clay Do <you> Aiken. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, Clay Aiken. <laughs> It was the Reuben stuttered Clay Aiken season and we went and I got so blackout drunk at the after party. The last thing I remember at this party is taking a shot with Brody Jenner and his mother, Linda Thompson, which by the way, why were they at the after party for this American Idol (laughs) finale either?
1: Why wouldn't they be
2: at that? Exactly. It's actually such an amazing story. So the last thing I remember is taking that shot. Fast forward to like wake up sideways on my childhood bedroom because my old ex-boyfriend lived close to me. I had like lost my wallet, was like throwing off, uh, throwing up over the side of the Kodak theater, like total mess. I feel like I got roofied by Brody Jenner's mother. (laughs) But I have. I'm so happy you brought that up because I'm reminded. I think about that story all the time, and like I'm definitely gonna start watching American Idol.
1: There's just a place for everybody. And then last week it was kind of boring, but it was a reunion. They had Randy Jackson and Paula Abdul sitting oh up there. Oh my god! And then they had William Hung come out. Oh my god! Do you remember? She oh my god! Of, of, wow. of course. He was like
2: the big yeah. Oh my god! But it's, it's really good. I get who's emotional. the ju- who are the judges.
1: It's Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and Luke Bryan. Oh, oh. In the beginning, I was like, I'm fine on that. I'm good. I'm still good on one of them. But they have such, it's funny because they show how they actually are. So like, they'll like be like, Katie will get annoyed with Luke and like, they don't hide it. And I don't think it's fake. Katie's like, yeah. stop. Like you're being like really, really? annoying right now. Yeah. And then Lionel <gasps> Richie, I just want to give a big hug to. He, he gets so excited for these people. He <laughs> <Luke> does. <laughs> I love Luke Bryan. I mean, I love Luke Bryan. I mean, I love Luke Bryan
2: music, but I don't know Luke Bryan yeah. as a personality. I would think that he's like, they're trying to make him the next Blake Shelton. Yes, exactly. But yeah.
1: you know what's interesting? Katy Perry is paid. Um, these numbers are, I'm sure not, I'm not getting them right. Katy Perry gets like 15 million a season. Luke Bryan gets ten, and Lionel Richie gets like seven. Oh wow, isn't good that, for her! But isn't that interesting? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess not. not the biggest
2: name, yeah, I right?
1: know. I know. And like, I just thought that. was, I guess it makes sense, but for some so reason, much I would think money. <gasps>
0: so I know, just, just like, <laughs> Ryan Secret. <laughs> Oh, Ryan Seacrest is like I rolling die. in like millions. Well,
2: that, like, th- see, that's a problem with this show. And then we can move. Not that I want to go off of it because like no, it's fine. It Your listeners are
0: probably like,
1: why in the hell are but we talking about? No,
2: no, no, no. They're going to love it. This is so like different and fun and <laughs> easy for them. Um, It's just like the personalities of the host, like Ryan Seacrest. Eh, like, I mean, oh, he tries can... to
1: make like jokes and they like do not land. And it's, Ugh,
0: like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's like, and it's he's live. obviously doing something right. Because why is he on my TV all hours of the day? I, I mean, it's know. like in the morning I see it's him in the night. He's producing. i producing. It's because you're he's, right. Like, he's
2: producing. So he's like able. He's like funding. I don't know. He's like, like the like Steve Harvey
1: of singing shows.
2: Yeah, but I but love, like, I love
1: <laughs> Steve
0: Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> I've done he's, Family Feud before. And like, like me too. I'm obsessed. Oh my God. My dream. It's my dream. Oh I would my be, god! Like not to like you make guys should sound. do it. You I guys would be so good.
2: It. It's so fun. Wait, your family did
1: it, Natalie? Yes. And did you guys win? No, that's fine. But it was my dad against his. He has a podcast as well against his co-host, and it was like funny. My dad and his co-host were just like, I don't know, having fun with it, but like having my fun. dad, like yeah. He was definitely pissed that we lost. Like it, yeah. it was funny, but he was like, wait, I cannot believe that we just lost. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I remember being, I was really competitive when we did it, but I didn't do it with my family. I did it with the Hills cast and oh, they yeah. put me, what? they put me at the end of the row. Oh, so like I never really even got a turn. I think I got one turn, yeah. but it was still a really fun experience. Oh my God. that's amazing! We got it um, for you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so are you guys watching the new Kardashians?
0: We are watching new Kardashians, of course.
2: I I feel like I'm maybe one or two episodes behind.
0: I think Natalie is too. I'm caught up. I'm one episode behind. I was very behind. And then I took like, I was in LA and the whole flight. I'm like, nobody talked to me, headphones on. Like, I got to just focus. I need to know what's going on because I was so behind.
2: Why am I like so into this season more than I, like I stopped watching a long time ago. And all of a sudden, I'm just like so into it.
0: I think because I feel the same way. I think that probably, I mean, I don't know how many you've seen, but I mean, first episode, the filming, like the cinematography is extremely different. It is a totally different, totally different the, the first part gave me full body chills. <laughs> no, literally same. And uh, then there's the whole aspect. They've done it more in the first episode. They haven't done it as much in in the following, but like talking to the camera and kind of doing uh-huh. like almost like an office take on it, where it's like they they still have their interview or their confessionals, whatever you want to call it. But then there are, you can tell, like in the middle of, you know, one of the parties, they pull Kim aside to just get her take on something. And I think that's, I like that. I love, look in the camera and it will just send a chill down my spine. Like I love a moment where we acknowledge like what we're doing. Give me a behind the scenes and I'll watch it for years. Yeah.
1: I feel like because there's, I mean, they've always been everywhere. Like we're always hearing about them. But when I say that I'm a Kardashian fan, like I am a fan because of the show. So like Sarah and I were agreeing, like we just, we love, and I think this is true for Sarah. We love the Kardashian just like sitting down, watching when it used to be on E, like that's how we got our intake. Like that's what we loved. And then they went away. But like when they were away from E transitioning to Hulu, Kim and Pete, uh, the Chloe and Christine. Courtney, <laughs> Courtney and Travis Barr. I mean, yes. they all
2: like so many good stories and like yes. so many good. It's it's like so many good, interesting love stories that you want to follow that they like and- fully open you up to. And you're rooting for them because they're like finding love later in life, which feels like yes, untraditional and empowering and cool. And like,
1: yeah, I got to say, though, like, I'm good, on Courtney straddling Travis at that exactly. house rental or when they were looking at houses. <gasps> oh my cars. God,
2: when they were looking at houses. I'm that like, was a lot. I, was I like, feel
0: like so. the producers asked them to Dang. do that. I said that on ours. I said, this is giving season one. We need a storyline. Like, you're not going to buy that house. First of all, it's in Bel Air. You got, uh, we know you're not Bel Air girls.
2: We know. So. Enough. As soon as I saw that Chiron of Bel Air, like, I was like, this yeah. is not happening. And also I'm like, this house is so not their style. No. Like, and like,
0: what are we doing here? As a full start, scene. Yeah. A full yeah. scene. And so that I got kind of annoyed with. But I will say I do appreciate, which like this is I could write a thesis on this itself, but I do appreciate Courtney coming in, giving us a lot more. I don't know if you've gotten there, but like with her fertility and IVF struggles. I haven't um, got I haven't okay. gotten there yet. So, I'm
2: i Literally, I haven't seen the proposal yet either. Okay, but I'm really so interested. Me neither. About that,
0: a lot of Courtney, which uh-huh. I'm like, okay, hey, wait. When we last saw you, you she said didn't like, to be on the show." Fuck everyone! I'm going to Nantucket on my farm with my children, and I, I never want to see any of you again. And like, she's giving us a lot, so maybe that it's, Hulu money's coming in deep. I don't know, but you know, I'll take I, it.
2: I feel like it could be maybe because of the positive. Yeah. But because of the positive reaction to her finding love in this relationship, she's like really high off the love and really high off like Mm -hmm. everyone rooting for her and probably feels empowered to like show more.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I got to say, though, I first of all, I was never like Courtney and Scott need to be together. It's like, no, she no.
2: No, he was never good to her. And she always put up with him and always, yeah. And I just, he doesn't deserve, I mean,
1: be pro girl on this, everyone. Like imagine if you were in that situation and what I find like, no shit. Courtney was probably like, I need a break from you all because they're all best friends with Scott. I, yeah. Scott's like breathing down her neck still. It's like, I can't wouldn't even that annoy that. you? Like, I get that they're kids and they're co-parents and all that. That's great. But like, I felt like he was just like holding her back. I don't know. I felt like everybody was like scared. Hip-toe. Well, he brings
2: yeah. this whole like you, I have no family car. Yeah, I feel like yeah. he lays that card and it's really sad, but it's definitely like given them okay. some sort of responsibility.
0: Like, you'll see a ton of this, um, at the proposal. It's like an, a, an ordeal, um, before, after, and during. And, I don't know, my cold heart just kind of melted because I I do feel for him. Do I think she should be with him? Absolutely not. He only had 90,000 chances. I do think, I mean, I can't speak on it, but I think when you have kids with someone that you're no longer with, maybe there is always a hope that you'll get back together or that that you can make it work. For the kids' sake, you probably like idealize that. And for your family. But what he says to Chloe is like, so you guys are replacing me. And Chloe even said, she goes, because no, Scott didn't know. And she's like, oh, "Great, Scott's gonna call me." Like Chloe called it. She's like, yeah. "I'm gonna be the one he calls because I'm the one who's always there." And I and I think Chloe's also kind of the, you know, she she like feels the rock, kind yeah, of, like. But the, that yeah. is, you'll see that this whole thing um play out. Oh my god,
1: I just don't care. I'm sorry, like sorry, Scott. You had eight hundred chances. You're dating fourteen year olds. Like, move on. Like, stop. Yeah, like whatever you're doing. Like He's make your working. own
2: life, yeah. Start, start like building your own life, yeah. That, I mean, I that's think what he I tried with yeah. that
0: weird e show that did not land.
2: Oh, he had an e show. I didn't flip, know. It, flip like, it like oh,
0: Disick.
2: Oh shit! And it wasn't. It didn't do well. It's probably because oh my god. I was gonna say because they didn't
0: like support it or no. Yeah. And they were on it. Like Chloe was on. it, Of course, oh. Chloe was on. It. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. The, A lot, a lot is unfolding in Calabasas right now. (laughs) And now a quick ad break.
2: Okay, what are you all looking forward to the summer? For me, it's time by the pool, time at the ocean maybe. Need to take more advantage of the LA coast. Sunny being out of school for some travel, some refreshing drinks, and of course, some new clothes. I really need a new summer fashion situation, and I'm trying to figure out what I want my summer 22 style to be like. I am just so excited to be back in the mix of like wearing things together out. And for me, matching sets are sometimes just the easiest things for me to style. Macy's really has the perfect flowy printed sets right now that can take you from your afternoon errands to a chic evening night out. Plus they have sleek workout sets to get you excited for the gym. And then they also have really great short and board short sets that are great for lounging poolside for your kid or for your husband. And if you need help picking the perfect set for you or can't figure out the sandal to go with your statement or you're traveling and you just need some fashion help, you really should use Macy's personal stylist. They will help you figure it all out in store or from the comfort of your own home online. Best of all, it's totally free. So head on over to Macy's.com slash personal stylist to book your appointment today. That's Macy's.com slash personal stylist. So I've touched on some of the reasons why I love using Whoop, but I really want to stress that it's not just for serious athletes. Being a mom, being a wife, working hard, and being an entrepreneur is really hard work, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. And Whoop helps me track my daily activity outside of just the gym to help me feel fully rested for everything I have to show up for. WHOOP is a wearable, but unlike other wearables, WHOOP is designed to help you optimize your performance based on your sleep, your daily recovery, and your activity habits. It tells you when you're primed for a big day and when you should just kind of chill out a little. I love knowing when I'm ready to go, when I have energy, when it's time for me to be my most productive self, but I really even appreciate it more when WHOOP gives me the time to rest. Like they literally tell you, to rest. It sets exertion targets based on your body, not your friend's bodies, not your trainer's body, not some statistical body index. Let's stop comparing ourselves to others, please. Also, burnout is a really popular term in our society right now and it isn't just from physical exhaustion. Stress plays a huge part, like I was saying, in both your mental and physical health and WHOOP is designed to measure the impact that stress has on your day-to-day living. Go to WHOOP.com, that's W-H-O-O-P.com today and use code WIT at checkout to save 15% today. Now back to the episode. What about Selling Sunset? I'm like two or three episodes into it. Okay, I was going to ask you
0: if you watched that when you came on ARDS and I completely forgot. And I'm so mad because isn't it the same either producer or director as The Hills? Yeah, so it's Adam DeVello. Adam DeVello, who's the executive producer
2: of and like started Laguna Beach, The Mm -hmm. Hills, then did The City, then did... After The City, I think this Selling Sunset was then like his next big thing. And... Oh my God. I'm what Yeah. So I'm watching it and I'm just like, why, why does everyone just make me feel so uncomfortable?
0: I can't stand it. I can't Sarah get into it. it. And people, people are coming for me because you know, there's not a reality show I don't love. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't know if it's because I get it's, really it's, bored. I get really bored. And I'm like, wait, we already did this like with the Hills. We've already seen this camera angle. We've already seen this phone call. Like we, we've done it. I don't know why. Natalie loves it. Our listeners love it. They
1: do. What do you love
0: about it? No, no.
1: I watched the first season. How many Mm. seasons are there? Two or three?
2: Maybe three now. Is this the third?
1: I I only watched the first season. And then I was enjoying it because I don't have the reality history encyclopedia that Sarah has. (laughs) So I'm watching this with like virgin reality eyes. I mean, I saw The Hills, of course, and Kardashians, but like that's kind of it. Yeah. And I was, again, it was in the beginning of all of this stuff. I'm like, okay, I'll try it, whatever. And I was into it. But then I just like didn't care. I like nothing I could, I don't know. I thought Chriselle seemed sweet and cute. It's like you couldn't get in inve- I couldn't get it invested in people. Yeah. And like, you know, I like, thought those office scenes were so weird. Oh like my when God. they were like yeah. sitting at the desks and it's, those two little minions, those That's what I'm saying.
2: It was the same thing with the hills. And like they, you're like, are they really working there? Are yeah, like they yeah. sitting there to do scenes? Like this is, yeah,
1: I was, just, I just like, don't care. And then like, whatever that drama, I couldn't tell you for a million dollars. If you put it in front of my face, cash, what, the drama was with the Christine and faking the pregnancy. I
0: have I'll tell you no idea. Okay. So I I watched one episode of season one and I was like, absolutely not. This is not for me. Yeah. I'm tapped out. I'm done. I even said like it's it's trying, it's the hills, but it's not. But I'm okay. I'm I'm done. Continue on because people love it and it's everywhere and it's viral. So whatever. Then you know I have a baby. I'm in bed a lot. I'm not doing anything. I've <laughs> I mean, I'm doing a lot of things, but of I'm not course. leaving the bed. Of course. And you're not leaving I the was, house. I was not leaving the house. And yeah. I was seeing a lot of drama around Christine, who I rec—I knew the name from the show, and her faking a pregnancy. And I was I like, I just I had to ba- know about this drama. Well, you'll appreciate it because it's, it. I literally went to whatever episodes it was because it was all over like Instagrams and stuff. And I was like, okay, I want to understand because I'm so out of touch with the world right now. I just want to understand this. Yeah. I watched two episodes. I think basically it all came down to editing and the editors, you know, in her opinion, completely screwed her. And they showed a scene of her doing yoga while she was pregnant, but they made it seem like it was post-pregnancy, like three days. The way they just portrayed her was that she was like pregnant two weeks back to work, lost all the weight. They just gave her a very unrealistic mm-hmm. view of, of postpartum. Exactly, yeah, of yeah. pregnancy and postpartum. And so because of that, she was getting tons of hate because, you know, women like me are watching, like crying themselves to sleep, being like, how is she in her six-inch lubes and an Irv Leger dress yeah, walking down the Yeah, because sunset. the editors will chop up
2: all the timing. They'll film for exactly. three months or six months or however exactly. long, and then they'll use scenes from various times
0: Exactly. Long story short, that was the basis of it is that it was just editing, and she, as they do these days, came out guns blazing, being like, listen, this is what happened. This is what they did to me. And then within that, you know, it kind of started. But I will say, I did watch two episodes, and she was pregnant, doing a lot more than I was doing while pregnant, and I did a lot. So I could see how she was probably. I mean, she was pregnant. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why. In 2022, we're just still doing this. Like, is she? Is she? Is, is she? Is she? I know.
2: And like, why people? Why people care? And like the weight, the weight loss after, and the and like how fast wants, it took her to bounce back and all uh, this. But I'm guilty of it in my head. Uh, like, I
0: have those thoughts. Um, but like, I texted Natalie yesterday. I said. Kylie Jenner lost 40 pounds in four months. Kim lost 16 in three weeks. Why the hell do I still have the 10? It's been seven months. Like, totally. You can't help it. But, but you're
2: all, I mean, people are are not only comparing themselves to others. Yeah, but especially after- the the motherhood thing is when people are, when you're Mm -hmm. nonstop comparing yourself to others, it's like you were this confident person. And then all of a sudden this thing pops into your life and you start to just like, look at what everybody else is doing and not pay attention to what like feels good for you. It's like such motherhood is such a crazy, I was saying in my Instagram post yesterday, I was saying how many identity shifts there are in a matter of you know, a few I was like years.
0: Like it's crying at your post. Oh my God. I'm, I'm like, w- am I okay? <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, oh my God. She just brought me to weep at her son that I don't even know. I
2: mean, it's taken me a while to get to that place. But like, how old how old is your baby now? Seven months. Oh my gosh. Okay. We got so a long you're really, road. You're really in the thick of it. I had stopped breastfeeding at six months. I mean, which I should have stopped literally the second that I got him home from the hospital. If I was like really doing myself a favor. Yeah. But yeah, I remember seven months. Oh, it's
0: such a better time than like. Oh, on Mother's Day, I literally texted my husband. I was like, I love her so much. Let's do it again. He goes, are you insane? Do you not remember the last seven months? I go, no, I, the crazy thing is I don't. Can we wait? Can
1: we wait just a bit, please? Trust yeah, me, it's not you're happening. like
2: I need a little bit <gasps> of time to get like the patience to have the support again. <laughs>
0: no, don't worry. Then she didn't sleep for a week and I'm like, never mind, we're good. Yeah, no. I know. I love you for being so like open and honest and like I mean, I told you this, but I listened to your podcast when I had a miscarriage. I didn't know any other podcast and so I think that like, you know, it comes with its ups and downs, but Yeah even you just being open.
2: Yeah. Like I feel a responsibility, but also I'm just like, why not? Why Uh not just talk about it? What's really going on? It's really, it's, it's honestly like a form of therapy for me. And especially with like the outlet that I have and the people that I get to talk to and like, I don't know. It just feels good to say this stuff out loud. And then like the more I talk about it, the more at peace I feel with it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm the same way. I was just, I just, I do like mantras out loud to myself because, yeah. and like doing, or when Sarah was crying, I was like, Sarah, just talk through it because you're going to feel better. You're going to feel some sort of a relief when you're upset if you just talk about it for an hour. It's just like people hold it in so much. Yeah. And I even see that with my boyfriend, like he's stressed right now. And I'm just like, talk to me, just get it out. Like, it's okay. Like just, please yeah. Vent. And he does, but I'm like, there's still more. I don't like just, I mean, people are sometimes just
2: so afraid of judgment that it really holds people back from actually talking. And so that's why it's just so important to just like completely tune that out and just mm-hmm. be like, if this person doesn't know me, then what is the use of putting any weight on their opinion? But like for your boyfriend, for instance, yeah, you just want them to like release it. But some people don't know the power in that sometimes because it's really hard to release it. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to release it and to like be, if you release it, you fear that someone's not gonna like love you for it. you know, Or that you're, it, it becomes like, Character defining and then, and it becomes real. So then it's just easier to hold it in.
1: Totally. There's a quote that I love just because you just said something about judgment, but it's don't take advice from the people. Or wait, fuck. Don't. (laughs) Hold on.
0: That's a really good
1: one. I I, I thought you were going to say your jealousy is the thief. That one. That's your favorite. Yes. Well, that's a good one too. Jealousy is. The Thief of Joy. Ugh, and then true. what the quote that I'm trying to say, though, is don't go
0: chasing
1: waterfalls. <laughs> don't go to, don't take advice from the people you wouldn't go to for an opinion. I, I love that. I love that. I love that. I think
2: also Thank that you. reminds me, I know I love that because... I always feel like when I'm thinking about making big decisions, that I'm very selective about who I talk to mm-hmm. about with it because I'm very impressionable, mm-hmm. and so Same. I I have to go. I really have to be selective about who I talk to because I re- need to really trust the person. But I think ugh, that reminded me of something else that I just forgot about. Wait, it was it was what was the saying again?
1: And then I'm just oh, gonna oh god, me. don't make... Don't take advice uh-huh. from the people you want to go to for an opinion. Right.
2: It reminded me of another saying, but that just didn't
1: spark it. <laughs> God, are we okay? <laughs>
0: like, Not wait.
2: okay. I mean, Bridgerton, so you watched the first season?
0: Yes, I watched it while I was pregnant, which was a choice. Oh um, my God, Sarah, how emotional of the. Well,
2: And how horny. Oh my God. So much sex. This second season though, someone said it was like better or like wait, wait till you watch it. And I'm like, not as into the love story as the first one. I
0: haven't watched the second. Yeah. That's also a choice. So why do people keep
1: calling it Bridgerton's? It's not Bridgertons. Mm -hmm.
0: Because the Bridgertons are
2: a, they're a, family. a family. So that's probably why they're calling them. Oh, that.
1: my mom. Like, She's like, have you seen Bridgertons?
0: I'm like, it's. Oh, yeah. Because that's it's kind Bridgerton. of a pet That would be a pet That would be <laughs> yeah. annoying. I'm it like, is Bridgerton. Bridgerton. But like Lady, <laughs> or no, Lady Will Down. It's the Bridgertons, the, uh, like family. What,
1: I don't know. Or to me, when people say Nordstroms. Nordstroms.
2: I used to say Nordstroms all the Nord- time. Oh, I it's say Nordstrom. You say, I Nordstrom's? say Nordstroms? I think 100%. I percent Nordstroms. Yeah. Natalie, I want to ask you, actress-wise, like, yes. who who do you love?
1: Nicole Kidman.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like, what kind of actress do you feel like you are like? I would say I get Jennifer Lawrence and Emma Stone, personality-wise.
0: Uh-huh. Emma Stone personality, for sure. But also
1: like, you're
0: really funny. Like, I mean, you're really, your own person. I don't mean to like yeah. put you in a box or like. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm even saying like, I don't know. Roll me in I can't corner. remember. I can't remember Emma Stone, like funny wise, but I'm like, you're very quick and funny and witty. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. Like, I know you're a very serious actor, but like to me, you're a well, When I
1: did, I was in Chicago and I was writing at Second City, which is like improv, like a lot of people. I don't know. I wanted to be into comedy and then now, and then I did acting school. And then for some reason, every single role that I get is like the most, she's crying. She's this, she's that. And so I like that because I, for some reason can just go there on command. I don't know if that's because of I mean, that's my anxiety. so easy. How yeah. do you do
2: that? Do you have to think
1: about something really No, because I think about one thing and I could cry. And it's just like any death of any members of my family. And I'm I could sorry. like cry, like I'll cry now talking about Oh my
2: it. God. But you have to like put your place in
1: that I head do space like a that. lot of like, there's different method or you could do yeah. method acting, whatever. Yeah. I just relate to whatever that character's doing to something in my personal life because I feel like then it's easier for me to pull. But like, I would love to do more comedy. Like I would, oh, put me in like a, also- put me on, like, an ABC sitcom and let's, like, call it a day. Yeah. Like I, go, I mean, I that go sounds like I, know, routine, so schedule, like, I
2: know, routine, schedule, steady work. I know my neighbor down so the street. <laughs> my neighbor down the street, he's not on an ABC sitcom, but he's on um the
1: Hallmark channel. Oh. I just did a Hallmark movie. You did? No, it was Lifetime.
2: Lifetime. Oh, the, okay. Hallmark's better. I don't
1: know what's, but it
2: seems like he's always home. Like, he's... <laughs>
1: You just, like, he just, he probably works like a couple months out of the, maybe like a yeah, month
2: I mean, for that he's movie. Had to go, he's had to go, when he shoots a movie, he ha, he's had to like go do something. But even that sounds nice. Like whatever. Yeah. And then you get on, your like, monk and then you're like
1: oh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then he has a juice company on the side. We love a mm. multitasking man.
1: I love a Hallmark you know, They're man. a
2: power couple. They're, well, they're, yeah, he's married. He has um, to be hot.
1: Attractive. And hot. She said he's hot. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, Hallmark, they
0: it. Hallmark is the juice. Base. Like Hallmark is like, a Hallmark. Like, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mom. Oh my God. I have it on all the time. <laughs> it's the yeah.
2: you can't talk about him in that way.
1: <laughs> I hope you don't listen to this.
2: Um, oh my God. You guys, you're so fun. And
0: thank you for having me. I'm so glad we got to chat again.